0: We take a look at the story of Maboneng, which uh, today had 18 properties in the precinct going under the hammer in a liquidation sale, which uh, marked the end of perpetuity. Uh, the company behind the precinct. And uh, we decided to take a look at this particular story uh, because uh, for, for many years, I think uh, the perception was that this was a typical success case of what could happen when urban renewal happened properly. And it's quite clear also that uh, now this is a test case or a textbook case of what can go wrong. Uh, when uh, there isn't a proper alignment between, I guess, city authorities and uh, private interests here. And, uh, uh, of course... That then marked the end of Proptuity, which was the company behind the precinct initially. But in 2016, financial services firm Ryan Merchant Bank, RMB, bought a uh, 49.6% stake in the company. And uh, we tried to reach out to Brian Roberts, who's the CEO at uh, RMH Property. And he couldn't speak to us, but he was able to send us uh, these comments, which I'm going to read to you now. And uh, the read as follows. RMH Properties. Invest in entrepreneurs who are best of breed in their specific fields. At the time of making the investment, we believed that Jonathan Liebman's urban regeneration vision and entrepreneurial flair fitted those criteria. A business RMH Property has invested uh, in has failed and RMH has written off over 300 million. We tried everything in our power to manage our way out of it by putting more money in, doing a rights issue, changing management, and despite all of this, we couldn't save the business from going into liquidation. So yes, we are disappointed. RMH Properties views the regeneration of Mabunenga and the inner city and the failure of perpetuity as a business as mutually exclusive. This is evidenced by our recent investment into the Diversity Fund, which plans to spend over two billion rand on development in the region over the next 18 to 24 months. So just judging from what uh, uh, Brian sent to us there and a big thank you to him uh, for uh, responding to uh, some of our written questions here on Metro FM Talk. Uh, It's quite clear that uh, this might be the end of perpetuity, but it isn't necessarily the end of the Maboneng Precinct. And uh, if you've been there uh, recently, you would see uh, the significant investments that have been made there in the recent while. And I'm joined now on the line uh, to unpack uh, some of the issues here that would have led to this particular liquidation. And of course, the exit of uh, the guy who was the poster. Uh, The poster child for this thing, you know, uh, whenever you saw any advert talking about uh, the urban regeneration movement in the inner city, it had this guy's face on it. And uh, it is certainly a sad day when he has to liquidate his own entity and uh, uh, exit stage left. And I'm joined on the line now by Linda Shawalala, property expert and business development manager uh, for the commercial uh, public sector division at Lightstone. Msheng, good evening to you and uh, thank you so much for taking time out to speak to us.
1: Good evening, Ayabonga,
0: and hello to your listeners. So let's start off here. Uh, if you could just give us some brief background and context here to winning. You know, in essence, it became this island, uh, I would say, of um, creativity, innovation, uh, affluence, um, uh, and I would venture to even say privilege, in the middle, yep. I guess, of a declining inner city that had been starved of investment in the early 90s. And uh, uh, oftentimes when people say it's too good to be true, uh, it seems that this was the case with this one. What happened?
1: Like you quite rightly say, Ayabonga, this was the the uh, poster child of, uh, you know, urban renewal, uh, especially because, you know, the Maboneng precinct or the Maboneng vision started in 2009 at a time when nobody really wanted to invest in the city. And, uh, you know, by by where we're sitting and where we're looking at it, you know, um, it's a, it could be a matter of biting off a little bit too much too early. So, uh, you know, without building the necessary capacity in the background to manage the assets, I think they were running at about a billion Rand worth of assets uh, uh, when this uh, tragedy happened. You know, you need to build up the mechanism to, ma- uh, to manage those assets in order to maximize.
0: Mm. And and when you talk about that, I mean, uh, you make it sound like they were Icarus. You've heard that story of Icarus flying too close to the sun. Um, yes. What is it that they... Uh, I guess, did as part of that growth story that um, effectively, I guess, clipped the wings from
1: them? Look, the, there seems to be a number of, uh, of uh, like different issues that contributed to that. Uh, we know that uh, they were running off relatively high gearing. Um, you know, the, the assets that they've chosen were overly valued to some degree. I don't know what, uh, to what end. And also, you know, just the management capability in-house to run those properties and make sure that they're profitable.
0: Mm-hmm. Let's just talk briefly here about, I guess, the dynamics of property in the inner city and how, uh, in a way here, Maboneng has become, over the recent while, a unicorn and what the cost of being uh, that uh, unusual and peculiar feature in the inner city has been.
1: Yeah, look, uh, the inner city is, uh, is a good place to go into now because there's uh, various other benefits. It's an urban development zone meaning that there is benefit for uh, entrepreneurs to go in there and, uh, you know, uh, purchase assets and actually build up a good portfolio of assets. Uh, also, you know, um, there are um, opportunities for entrepreneurs. As Lightstone, we've been tracking assets that have been selling for, you know, a minimum of uh, one million rand and then go through a minor revamp uh, and those assets will be listed and sold for like three times value. So there definitely is opportunities for entrepreneurs. We've seen the likes of diversity go into the city. Uh, I mean, they've just started a $2 rand project, which is supported by the mayor. Uh, I know that the old Absa Towers is being uh, revamped into uh, accommodation and also the Jewel City precinct. So this shouldn't in any way alarm entrepreneurs from going into the city and looking for good opportunities. However, you know, when you pick your asset, you have to make sure that, you pick the right quality asset mm. uh, that's going to give you low um, low um, operating costs on a, on a monthly basis so that it doesn't take away from your bottom line
0: yeah let's just talk i mean briefly here uh, as we wrap up here i'm saying about you know I guess the rentals in that area as compared to the rentals in areas alongside that uh, area and uh, ideally who the market was uh, for, for some of the high-end property that uh, has become a part of this portfolio that was placed under the hammer today uh, and whether or not uh, that uh, played as significant a role in this uh, liquidation of propituity as uh, some are suggesting.
1: Yeah, that could have played a, a big role, Ayabonga, because naturally the market around you dictates the sort of rentals that you want to charge area. Uh, and we understand that Joburg City, I mean, historically, it hasn't been pulling, uh, you know, um, mid, mid to high value uh, tenants that will come in and rent in the city. Mm. So in that sense, it was a bit of a risk from uh, perpetuity to go in there at, uh, you know, at those sort of rentals. Uh, because, you know, it, it, like I said, naturally, you know, the surrounding areas would impact and determine what sort of rentals you, you ultimately get.
0: Mm. So, We'll have to leave it there. Really appreciated. Linda Shabalala, property expert and business development manager for the commercial uh, public sector division at Lightstone, speaking to us uh, this evening here on Metro FM.